I'm talking about Spider-Man and Venom in maximum carnage. Oh, I get goosey whenever I talk about it. Fanboy with Harley Morenstein is a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Fanboy with Harley Morenstein wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. I think it's the best. It's the 1960s, and there's a whole bunch of superheroes out there. Cool-ass dudes in tights, jumping over buildings, and lots of fancy jazz. Like the Fantastic Four. You know that? America's Family? Is that what they're called? Why do I think they're called that? I don't know. I think I've heard that before. Fantastic Four, Batman, Robin, what? But when 1962 comes around, we are introduced for the first time ever to your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. At a time when heroes were plentiful and terrible ones were even more plentiful, Spider-Man stood out. And I wanna break down why he stood out, but let's pause on that for a second. And let's go back to the terrible comic book characters cause I like having a good time and right now nothing is gonna get my juices flowing like talking shit about some goofy ass superheroes. For example, the Red Bee. You guys know about the Red Bee? Yeah, I researched him. He was a vigilante, you know, like Batman. Uh, and he had no powers either, like Batman. Uh, but instead of using gadgets and martial arts, he had a bumblebee named Michael. And that was his power. He would throw Michael the bumblebee at perpetrators. Uh, and he also dressed terribly. And uh, he had a terrible costume with a helmet and a backpack. And what do you need a whole backpack for if you're just carrying around one bee? Anyways, Bouncing Boy. You know what Bouncing Boy did? He inflated into a ball and he would bounce around like a bouncing boy. That's how he got his name. Actually, I don't know about his origin story. I just know that he's turned... He bounces, and that's terrible. That's like, that's your ability? You bounce? You know, I don't know. That's, I, like, how do you defeat people? You bounce on them. You're Mario at that point. The reason I point out Spider-Man standing out is because he was a teenager. And normally when a character was a teenager back in these days, they were a sidekick. Take Robin, for example. Not only was he Spider-Man's age, but he was a sidekick to Batman. Therefore, Robin had it pretty easy, you know, aside from his parents getting killed in front of his face. Um, Spider-Man also had his parents not be alive. <laughs> I don't know what happened to his parents. Spider-Man's an orphan. But same age as Robin. And, uh, you know, Robin had the best teacher. He had like one-on-one -on -one ass-kicking classes with Batman. That's great. Like, that's really good. Like, Batman's like, that's that's a good role model if you want to have, like, a twisted, fucked up upbringing and have a really messed up life of fighting crime only, never finding love. And when you do find love, those people are are, are, are merely sacrificed in front of you as a point to prove that uh, you should never you should never cross the, the crime lords of Gotham. Uh, but he had Batman as a guide. Spider-Man, what was his guide? Oh, I don't know, a bullet to Uncle Ben's face? That was his guide? His uncle getting murdered in front of him? 
and having it attributed to the fact that he was a cocky little son of a gun, right? Like, Spider-Man's got this shit hard. Spider-Man's an orphan. He, he's not in some made-up, goofy Gotham City. You know, he's actually in, in New York. This is real life. Spider-Man is real. He's, he's got no one to look up to. He doesn't have a Batman. Uncle Ben is dead, and he doesn't have a Batman, and he lives with his aunt and uncle, and that's how he learns stuff the hard way. He learns how to do shit himself. And that makes Spider-Man pretty special. I'm not going to lie about that. You know, the, the ending frame in the very first Spider-Man comic ends with, with great power comes great responsibility. And they changed that to be Ben's line in the movies. They also never added the part where it's with great power comes great video games. Hey, am I right? I'm talking about Spider-Man video games. I'm talking about being a young lad until now being a, a mad lad and just going through all these Spider-Man video games in various forms. I loved playing a Spider-Man. And it's true. Because probably the hardest part for developers to tackle and also the best part of a Spider-Man game is Spider-Man's powers. If done correctly, then you will have all the tools for an amazing experience. A unique, gaming, awesome experience. Because... Spider-Man is quite different from other characters of video games. He's not uh, other, other comic book characters. I mean, let's put it this way. If Bouncy Boy has his own video game, it's Flappy Bird, right? Wolverine is a badass. I love Wolverine. I, I'll always love Wolverine. You know, he's a hairy Canadian, just like me. But if he has his own video game, you could punch people or you could Sharpie punch people. So that's the main difference is like you can punch or you can claw punch. And that's the extent of Wolverine. Uh, a Spider-Man game though, Spider-Man powers can open the whole game up themselves. They're, they're a game in itself right there. I wish I could tell you all about the PS4 exclusive Spider-Man game. But when I'm recording this right now, it's only coming out in about 12 hours. Uh, however, there's reviews out and it's currently sitting at an 87% on Metacritic. Regardless, regardless of all that, I wanted to break it down for you guys and go over some of my favorite Spider-Man games right here and right now. Uh, I did want to say full disclosure also, people ask me, they're like, yo Harley, you like PS4 or do you like Xbox? And I'm like, bro, I don't like anything. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I like PS4. I like Xbox. I also like Nintendo Switch. I also like PC. I like, I like all of it. I like playing on my goddamn phone if it's all I have. And the truth is I like video games. I like playing various video games, various consoles. I don't pick and choose any of them. I probably play my Xbox the most. But the reason why I have a PS4 is because the PS4 delivers some things that is not available on Xbox. For example, you can't get you can't get Spider-Man on, on Xbox. You gotta have a PS4 for that. And that's exactly why I have a PS4. For that, or for Last of Us, for Uncharted, you know, Nier, uh, Persona, Neo, Bloodborne. Games that only come out on PlayStation, that's why I have a PlayStation 4. So this Spider-Man game that comes out this week, boy, I've been waiting for this son of a gun. This is what I've been waiting for. I've been preparing for it. 
mentally and just just getting excited. Uh, but that's coming out this week, and I was so amped up and wanted to talk about Spider-Man games with you guys because they've been they've taken up a, a portion of my life, a good one, you know. My first Spider-Man video game encounter ever was in 1990. I was five years old. I'm in my basement looking around shit like, you know, I had an older brother and older sister. So when I went looking around, I would sometimes find stuff that was like their old toy from 10 years ago, but for me would be so incredible. And I found the cartridge for the Atari 2600 version of Spider-Man. And I was like, bro. Literally, I went to my brother and I was like, brother, for real? We have this? When did we get this? He's like, it's a piece of shit. I'm like, this is a piece of shit, but it's Spider-Man. He goes, yeah, it's a piece of shit. I'm like, why? He goes, well, first of all, it's on the Atari 2600. I'm like, what's that? Because we had a Nintendo. He's like, it's an other game console. That's when I found out there was a game console in the house before I was in the house. Before I was a person existing. There was a game console being played and Spider-Man was on it and people thought it was shit before I ever even became to existence. So, son of a gun. My first game encounter with a Spider-Man was eight years after the Spider-Man game came out and I saw it and I was like, how does this exist? But I never played it. Years later though, uh, I, I did see it and it was terrible. You're basically a red stick man that shoots like red squares in a diagonal line that would supposedly, I guess, be the web. And you're swinging around the face of a building and I guess people are popping out the windows and, and trying to harm you or touch you. You know, that's how it was in video games. Don't get touched. God forbid in video games, you get touched. Like it was like any enemy touched you, you instantly got hurt. Even Spider-Man. Like you're Spider-Man and you're like just touching a, a robber. You touch him and you get hurt. You lose a heart. Uh, regardless though, the, the game looked terrible. The next time I saw Spider-Man was in much better form. It was at Pinocchio's, which is this, it's an arcade down the street from my house when I was growing up, and it was a place where people would have parties, you know, like, you know, they'd take the, the money things off the arcades, and you could just play the arcades without spending any money. It was so badass and dope, and uh, that, uh, that Spider-Man game was badass. It looked great. It looked cool. It looked like a real cartoon. Remember back in the day when arcades were just so much better than your Nintendo? And you're like, it looks like real cartoons. And all I remember is Spider-Man swinging and kicking and swinging and kicking. And, and that's kind of like what happened in all Spider-Man games. When I said that, like, Spider-Man games, the real beauty comes in the power. And the powers can make the greatest video games. Back in the day, it was just, we were just happy to see someone be like, hey, it's Spider-Man. I know him. Haha, <laughs> and he's in my game? Cool. But as, as time went on, like these days, gamers want more. They're like, gamers are like, what the fuck, bro? How do I buy a hat? And how do I learn this freaking exclusive dance, dog? Whereas back in the day, it was just like, oh my gosh, Spider-Man, I'm filled with joy. Uh, this game was, you know, they always had him swinging left to right, swinging left to right. But this is like, this is the early 90s. No one ever expected, you know, anything beyond punchy, kicky, jumpy, swingy. You couldn't get more than a punchy, jumpy, kicky, swingy. That's what you got. That was video games in a nutshell were pretty much punchy, jumpy, punchy, jumpy, kicky. And punchy, jumpy, swingy, kicky was like, whoa, this is so crazy. There were games, punchy, jumpy, kicky, swingy, team ups. That was pretty cool, you know, like Final Fight and all that, where you were like your teammates together, you know, vanquishing the enemies. 
Double Dragon, Battletoads, you know, stuff like that. But this Spider-Man game was cool. And I didn't get to play it much because I was a stupid little doofus kid and I was a little dummy and I wasn't tall enough to touch the arcade cabinet and I didn't have enough Jew gold to put inside the arcade cabinet. So I was just a little Jewish boy with no Jew gold. No Spider-Man arcades, but I got to watch it. I definitely got to watch it and I remember it, I remember it vividly. What's up guys, I want to take a quick break and thank you all for listening to Fanboy with me. Harley Mornstein, a CastBox original produced alongside Studio 71. If you could please take this moment right here to rate and review the episode, that would really help a lot and will help for future episodes as well. So leave a rating and a review. Also, I would love to mention that at fb.gg slash Harley Mornstein, you can catch me live streaming on Facebook. Make sure you check that out, fb.gg slash Harley Mornstein. I'm live almost every single day, and if you like hearing me talk about games, pretty sure you'll like seeing me play some games. All right, back to the show. Um, And now, we shall tickle people's memories a bit. We shall tickle people's memories just a little bit. I want to go in and talk about a game that obviously you guys are expecting me to talk about. If you're my age at least, you're like, I know it. You're sitting there. Maybe your girlfriend's listening to this podcast with you. She doesn't want to listen to it. And you're elbowing her. You're like, babe, babe, this is the next game. This is the next game. I want to get into it. But that game deserves a breakdown of its own. So before I get into it, I just want to take a quick moment right here and point out that I did stream on Facebook Gaming, fb.gg slash Harley Mornstein. I did stream older Spider-Man games. And I stream almost every day. And I never stream Fortnite, not once. And I might not stream that. But I streamed older Spider-Man games. I streamed uh, Force Unleashed. It was great. I'll be streaming the new Spider-Man game when it comes out. So make sure you check me out at fb.gg slash Harley Mornstein. And if I'm live and you pop in, make sure you, you say you came from this podcast. That would just warm my heart a lot. So fb.gg slash Harley Morstein. And lastly, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to the podcast right now, whatever you're listening to it on, rate and review it, please. It goes such a long way. All right. Let's tickle those memories a bit. I'm talking about Spider-Man and Venom in Maximum Carnage. Oh, I get goosey whenever I talk about it. Spider-Man and Venom in Maximum Carnage. First of all, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System cartridge was red. So if you got it early on, you got a red cartridge, or even on Sega Genesis, a red cartridge. It said Spider-Man and Venom on the box, and the, the middle was just, it said Maximum Carnage, and it was just carnage, like arms spread, like everything behind him red. He's all bright red and black. He's got his arms spread. He's attacking you. That's not noises that he makes. But he's attacking you. And this was so awesome. This was like peak Spider-Man badassery. This is like Venom is the coolest guy in all of comics. Venom is just so awesome. Spider-Man is awesome. Spider-Man and Venom are awesome. Spider-Man animated series is awesome. Who the fuck is Carnage? And how is he stronger than Spider-Man and Venom? Now we gotta beat him. Looks like Spider-Man and Venom are gonna have to team up to take on Carnage and who else to control their limbs but you, the player. 
And it was so cool. I remember renting this son of a gun and just being so happy and excited. Uh, it kind of played like Double Dragon style. You know, like, uh, it was like, it looked like a bit like the arcade, but now you had it on your Super Nintendo. And it features all these heroes that you could summon to help you. Like, there were other Marvel superheroes there, and they would come and they would help you. And depending on if you played as Spider-Man or as Venom, they would uh, help you more depending on if they were predisposed to liking Spider-Man or predisposed to liking Venom more. And I played the shit out of Maximum Carnage. I couldn't tell you if I actually beat it or not. Back in the day, you never really, you didn't really beat games. You played it over and over again and got further and further. And you never really worried too much about beating it, especially if it didn't have a built-in saving system or password system. And I don't doubt for a second, ladies and gentlemen, if you've played Maximum Carnage and you're like, that game was so sick. I don't doubt that if we went back in time, what am I talking about back in time? Get an emulator or, 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 or buy a, a Super Nintendo secondhand in the game. But if you go and you play Maximum Carnage today, I don't doubt that it probably wouldn't be that good of a game. I feel like it doesn't hold up. And you'd probably be like, oh, this is boring after like five punches. But in my memory of this game, it's a golden 10 on 10. And if you wanted to check it out, do a little homework and see for yourself, check it out. Spider-Man and Venom and Maximum Carnage. Go look at the cartridge for the game. Look at some gameplay videos on YouTube. You can probably find 4K gameplay videos now. Um, but it was badass back in the day. And then Spider-Man stepped into the 3D realm um, with Neversoft, the makers of Tony Hawk. And I played Spider-Man on PlayStation in the year 2000. I was in the ninth grade. It was called Spider-Man. And it ran in 3D, which was new. You never had a 3D Spider-Man up until now. But still, you ran around beating people up and beat the game in a sitting or two, but that's really what the game was. It was 3D, but you were still just, you know, running around, jumpy, punchy, kicky, swingy, 3D. That was the only addition, was now it was 3D. You were not, you know, just going left and right. You were moving 360 degrees, 24-7. That doesn't make sense. Um, but that was the game, and it was fun. It was cool. Just seeing Spider-Man in 3D, and, you know, it was also, like, Spider-Man was so dope. The, the animated series had been out for a while now, and that was dope. And Spider-Man was still great, uh, and the game was cool. I had a fun time with it. It was really fun. Just Once again, it was still a time of your life where you're like, oh, Spider-Man, he makes me happy. And then from the year 2000 after that game, I didn't really give a shit about Spider-Man for a couple years. Didn't give a shit about Spider-Man. Didn't give a shit about Marvel. Uh, the whole end of the PlayStation area, I was just caught up trying to speak with girls. <laughs> Am I right? Hey, yeah, or at least look at them from at a distance uh, at a party. I would be like at a party and, you know, I'd see this girl and she's such a babe. I think she's so hot. Uh, one of my buddies says she looks like a bagel, though. I don't know how that makes sense, but it did. She did look like a bagel. I liked her a little bit less after he said she looked like a bagel. But still, I would like look at her from across the room and be like, I hope, I hope she looks at me and sees me. And also sees me and cares enough to walk over to me and say hi and also manage most of the entire conversation and then ask me out on a date and kiss me on the lips and I don't have to do anything, that would be great. Or maybe I should go say hi to her. Nah, that would be gay. If I went over to that girl and said hi, not really. But you know what I mean? I'm trying to take myself back to like, 
my mentality in, in the ninth or 10th grade here. That's what I'm trying to do. But f- fuck that. Fuck that guy. That, that guy in the ninth grade, me. Fuck me. Uh, fast forward to the year 2004. Spider-Man 2. Oh, man. Fuck all those girls at the party. Fuck bagels. Mary Jane and a gram of Mary Jane was all I needed in 2004. Well, on, on, on a given night in 2004, not throughout all of 2004. But at this point in time, GTA already existed. And GTA changed the landscape of gaming. Open world wasn't a term that anyone used. Back in the day, we just said it was like GTA. Well, Spider-Man 2 was like GTA. You could swing everywhere in the city. It was 3D, but you were able to fully exercise your powers this time around. And that's what I was talking about. When I first brought it up, that's what I was saying. Like, great powers can bring a great video game. This was it. I mean, even though the webbing was a bit weird, like you could be like, you know, hundreds of feet above the highest building in New York, yet your webs are still sticking to something in the sky. Uh, but regardless, you didn't, you didn't pick apart things like that. We were still in an innocent realm of gaming where we'd be like, wow, Spider-Man, I'm so happy to see him. I expect him to swing. Ah, he does. It makes no sense, but he swings. Good. And that made me happy. Because uh, he got this game where... Spider-Man's powers and abilities go such a long way with webbing, so it's easy to swing around. Transportation, moving from point A to point B is going to be an incredible experience because Spider-Man has his webs. Uh, Evading attacks, they have a built-in heads-up display mechanism, which is the spider sense, so you know when to dodge. You got awesome defensive maneuvers with your agility, so him dodging 15 guys punching at the same time with weird crazy flips and stuff will look natural because that's Spider-Man. And having your webs and various web styles as offensive maneuvers was just awesome too. Throw in the fact that there's environmental things you could do like tying guys up to lampposts and all that shit. It was really awesome. This game was great. This game was such a memory. And I think it was based, I'm not sure, but it may have been based on a movie. I'm not sure. Uh, It could have been, but it was incredible. And it was worth it and I loved it. I really was a huge fan of that game. And it was like Spider-Man GTA. That's what you told people. It was 2004. And your buddy's like, you know, like, yo, dog, what are you playing these days? And you're like, Spider-Man. And he's like, oh, how is it? And you're like, bro, you know GTA? And he's like, yeah. And you're like, bro, it's like that. It's like fucking GTA, but you're Spider-Man. He's like, you could get hookers and kill people in their car. And you're like, no, man, you idiot. I meant that you can go anywhere in New York, which you could. You were able to climb like the highest buildings, like swing up so high. It was just really awesome. It was like really like living, breathing city. And I know it's so funny. I know if I look back in time, if I go back to this game, I'll be like, what? This is a piece of shit. (laughs) We're no longer in that innocent realm of gaming, you know? Back in the day, it's like, uh, I know I would look at that game now and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I just hyped this up on the podcast. But listen, we're going right off memory here, ladies and gentlemen. And I remember Spider-Man 2 being damn sexy. Then there was a couple Spider-Man games that came out on the later systems. Uh, Xbox uh, 360, PS3. And it was Spider-Man Web of Shadows, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Um, These didn't go the open world route, but... You felt like Spider-Man, and the coolest part about it was you were kind of torn between being Spider-Man or committing to the symbiote suit. So you were like Spider-Man, or were you going to be Venom? And there was tons of unlockable characters, and I played that game just just to get the achievements. 
and worth it. <laughs> you know I got those achievements, boy. Um, and then Spider-Man was in Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance 2. And I almost always took Spider-Man on my team. I mean, Spider-Man had been an Avenger. Spider-Man, you know, he rolls solo. Spider-Man's good on his own and Spider-Man is good with a team. So I always had Spider-Man with me in Marvel Ultimate Alliance and it was always badass. And I, you know what? I enjoy Spidey's company. And, you know, like bringing it back to the beginning from back in the day when, you know, you would you would play these games uh, like and you would be Batman or you'd be Superman like you're a grown ass man. But now you're Spider-Man like you're a kid. So there was like always high school segments and and, you know, girl problems. The interesting things about Spider-Man are all revolved around Peter Parker. Peter Parker was the interesting part. Spider-Man was what we've seen before. Obviously, Spider-Man's abilities make it more unique, but Peter Parker is what, you know, gave such a dynamic presence to Spider-Man. I played Ultimate Spider-Man on GameCube on stream yesterday on Facebook Gaming, and it was really fun. Really fun times. It was cel-shaded, so that means it looks like a cartoon, uh, and it had that spiritual successor aspects to Spider-Man 2, like open world. And because it was cell shaded it holds up mostly because of the graphics. And I had a good time. And there was quite a bit of Peter Parker elements in it. You know, like you start the game off with Peter Parker in a, in a hoodie. And, you know, the cutscenes are with Mary Jane and stuff. And Because that's what Spider-Man's weakness is. Like, Spider-Man's strong. Spider-Man's fast. You can't get the jump on Spider-Man. But if you get an Aunt May or you get a Mary Jane, that's the weakness. And I'm really looking forward to how they're going to play that out in the PS4 exclusive Spider-Man game that by the time you're listening to this is out. So we already have the answer or maybe not. But that Spider-Man game is something that I I saw them play it at E3, uh, not last year, the year before. And it was awesome. It was really exciting. And it had like Arkham Knight vibes in the sense that you could be beating up a whole bunch of dudes and traveling wherever you want to travel and it, you know, had excellent use of the Spidey sense and his abilities. But I was just thinking, like, how are they going to implement this with Peter Parker? How can I Peter Parker with this? Like, I know they got unlockable suits like the animated Spider-Man costume from the animated series. But, like, I want more. I want, I want to, and, and I know everyone's like, shut up, man. We want fucking Spider-Man. It's the game. Fuck Peter Parker. Even if it's just the cutscenes, the motivations and stuff, everything ties back to Peter Parker. And I think when Spider-Man things forget that, it kind of gets ruined a bit. Now, minor spoiler alert for Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming, the movie. I loved Spider-Man Homecoming. I thought it was a great movie. And I'm not saying that the movie should start off with Uncle Ben being like, great power comes great responsibility. You don't need to shove that down our throat because we get it. But in that Spider-Man Homecoming thing, they kind of forgot about the Peter Parker aspects of juggling Spider-Man. And what ended up happening in that is Spider-Man bailed on his best friend. And his friend left him at a party. And his friend's like, it's okay, man. It's cool. I'm still going to be the guy in the chair for you. Spider-Man bailed. Peter Parker bailed on going to Washington to compete in the Spelling Bee. And, And Tony Stark told him not to go. But he still went. He went there anyways. He almost got the class killed. He almost got people on a boat killed. Oh, but get this. Iron Man came and saved them. So it's okay. Everything was fine. Oh, but what about the spelling bee? No, it's okay. Turns out that even without Peter Parker, 
they pass the spelling bee. And that girl, cutest girl in class, she invites him to prom. Why? Why would she invite him to prom? He didn't do anything, but she did. And you know what? He didn't go. He had other shit to handle. And you know what happened? It's okay. She's going to another school. Oh, and who's this? A new girl, a new love interest. So how strange is it that he's doing all these things wrong, doing all these bad things, and and what happens? He gets a robotic suit taken away from him. Okay, so Spider-Man doesn't have the robo suit. He still has all of his spider abilities. And you know what he gets offered at the end of the movie? Tony Stark is like, hey, join the Avengers. Why? I guess just because. But even better, Spider-Man says no. Why? Just because. You can't, I know Spider-Man is awesome, but you can't just cause us like that. You can't just be like, just because. Just because. And I hope the game takes that into consideration. I know gaming, people are like, well, it's just a video game. Have fun. No, it's not just a fucking video game, man. Video games are art. And video games are a means, means of, video games are an art and a means of conveying a story. So like, it's like a comic or a book or a movie and we hold it up to high regards. And I'm just saying this ain't 1990 where I'm going to be like, ha it's Spider-Man. I'm so happy to see him. This is 2018, dog. All right. I want this to be a story. I want to watch this and be like, damn, dog, this is better than the last Spider-Man movies, all of them combined. I liked Homecoming, by the way. But I'm just saying, if, you, if, you're, if you're blasé about it all, you could drop a major part of what Spider-Man, what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man, and that is Peter Parker. Don't drop Peter Parker. And not just Peter Parker, Miles Morales also. Don't sleep on Miles Morales. First of all, he's a young boy and it's really uncomfortable to sleep on a young boy. Also illegal. But I'm just saying, there's such dynamic abilities for this story and for the games and for movies. And if you ignore it, you just kind of end up with something like what Homecoming was. Very fun and very cool. And you know what? I only watched Homecoming one and a half times. I didn't watch it more than that because... I felt like a lot of Spider-Man was ignored when they they didn't really Peter Parker. And I'm not saying you need to hammer us over the head with, with great power comes great responsibility, but it's true. And that's the appeal of Spider-Man. And like I said, Spider-Man was is not Robin. He's not raised by Batman. He did this shit on himself, on his own. He's just, man, he's just so cool. And he's a young boy. He's a, he's a, young, he's a young baby Spider-Man boy. He's got to learn these lessons for himself. I know it got good reviews, but I hope it's good. And I hope they I hope they don't ignore the whole Peter Parker aspect because that means a lot. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I went in on Spider-Man. Tweet at me at Harley Plays or speak to me on my streams, fb.gg slash Harley Morstein. If you got ideas or topics you want me to cover, make sure you send them my way. Please leave a rating and a review. It, it literally, it means a lot. It goes a long way. All right, guys, thanks a lot, and I hope I see you on the next, or you won't see me. No one's going to see anyone. It's a podcast. That's not how it works. Okay, bye.